Hey there, family members. You have McGann, the fangirl, and I just want to preface this podcast really quickly by saying this has been translated from a video, and it's a very visual video. So if you want to actually see that video and watch what I'm talking about with the map and everything for Over the Garden Wall, go to youtube.com slash thefangirlwatches. All right, let's get to the video. In part one, I listed a bunch of reasons why the unknown really seems like it is the land of the dead, purgatory, or something like that. And then at the end of the video, I said, I don't actually think it's purgatory or any kind of afterlife location. Well, while purgatory was my gut reaction too, Wurt's crush from school, Sarah, ultimately changed my mind and challenged me to think differently. In episode nine, Sarah scolds her friend by telling her that she's limiting the universe to things that humans can understand. Now, aside from that comment, If this were purgatory or the underworld, I would expect to see all eras of at least American history represented there, not just the 1800s. And being dead would not give frogs the ability to sing or other animals the ability to play instruments. Plus, at the end of the series, Greg is shaking his frog around in the real world and the frog's stomach is jingling and glowing, proving that the enchanted bell is real. And they're still calling the frog Jason Thunderburger, which is something that the brothers only discussed in The Unknown. And we see both of these things happen as soon as Wirt wakes up in the hospital. So there's really no way that I can think of for those two things to have been faked. At the very least, I think we can agree that the popular opinion is that Greg and Wirt had left their bodies and gone to purgatory. But if that had happened, there would be no physical way for the frog to have the bell in his stomach in the real world. That means the events of the show actually take place in the unknown, and it's not a metaphysical place for spirits. It's an actual physical location that they visited. And don't forget that the introduction to the series says that few people have ever seen the unknown. That doesn't really sound like purgatory or the afterlife where tons and tons of people would have been there or their spirits would have been there. So I don't believe that Greg and Wirt left their bodies. Also, if the unknown were truly the afterlife, we would not see so many Adelwood trees in the series. We were told that the trees grow out of lost souls who give up trying to find their way out of the unknown. The beast, in a moment of desperation, also says that all who die in the unknown become Adelwood trees. So these trees are made from living bodies who end up in the unknown and die there. The unknown is not purgatory at all because purgatory is a place for the souls of sinners to make amends so that they can enter heaven. It's like a holding cell. And it's a place where the living can't really go, let alone return to the real world from purgatory. Now, all of the residents of the unknown do have their own kind of problems, but none of them seem like really serious sins for the most part that would land them in purgatory. And if these were souls that had some kind of unfinished business that Wart and Greg helped them complete, we should expect to see the souls vanish or move on or do something to leave the unknown. They don't. They just go about living their lives in the same place, but in a happier way now. But then why do we witness the boys spend several days in the unknown, yet the search party in the real world all have their Halloween costumes on still? And that means we can assume that only a few minutes or hours have passed in the real world, so how do we even try to explain the time difference there? Bear with me here, but I would like to make the claim that Greg and Wirt find a rift in time and space inside of the lake that they fall into. 
If you look at any given scene in this series, there are a lot of details in the background of every location. But look at this lake. Notice how there is no other life form in there whatsoever. No fish, no bugs, not even slime is shown anywhere. There's a few dead-looking plants towards the bottom of the lake, but that's about it. They don't even seem to be flourishing, and they look like they've been ripped up. So where is all the life in this lake? Sure, we do see a pair of ducks swimming on the surface, but under the surface of the water, there is nothing there. So with how detailed every other place in this whole series has been, I believe that the middle to bottom area of the lake is some type of portal to a very unique place. This idea is very intriguing when you consider the fact that Wirt and Greg enter the unknown near Halloween. Halloween is supposed to be a time of year where the boundaries between worlds are weakened. Greg and Wirt, they find themselves entering a place where several worlds, times, and maybe dimensions have lined up. What I'm theorizing would be like standing at one of those tourist traps where four states meet. So while you would be looking at four different states at once, and you could cross over them easily, and they would all have their different laws, they would all still be just little tiny micro versions of each place. I have visual aids because I know that probably doesn't make sense to most people. If you look at the unknown as a place where multiple times, dimensions, or worlds meet up, then each color on this map would represent a different area that Wirt and Greg visited in the unknown. And yes, I do believe that they ultimately went around in a circle, but I'll get to that in a second. Now, just to clarify, the white lines that cut across every area of the map would be the sections of these other places that entered the unknown. So each place has a bigger and greater world beyond it, but Greg and Wirt can only access the small sliver that is in the boundaries of the unknown. And that is also the only area that the beast can go to. And having boundaries like this would explain why things are not universal across the entire map of the unknown. Like how turkeys are used instead of horses in the Pottsville area only, or how the area that would have Adelaide and Auntie Whisper is the only location with magical items. I mean, we see various types of unusual or supernatural things in the unknown, but only here do we ever see enchanted items. That's because all of these worlds are separate universes or timelines, and that's why most of these peoples and places don't seem to know anything about one another. Now, the route that I believe Greg and Wirt took started somewhere around here. They walked down to the mill, and then the woodsman specifically said that he sent them north. And north took them all over this way to Pottsfield. And that's why it took them so long to get there, and they had to walk all night, because these points are so far apart. From there, the boys went to the animal school, which also had a circus within its boundaries as well. Then the boys go to the tavern, then over to Endicott's mansion. Then they took the ferry across in this world with the personified frogs, and they ended up at Adelaide's. And yes, it actually does make sense for Beatrice to take the boys around this way instead of going back this way, because there's this body of water that they didn't have the ability to cross because the ferry was only covering this large stretch of water in this one world. So from Adelaide's, the boys end up at Auntie Whisper's, and Auntie Whisper says that her sister is Adelaide, and that would make sense because we see these two characters use magical items, and there seems to be nothing similar in any of these other worlds that would be an enchanted item like that. And I am positive that they went west between Adelaide's and Auntie Whisper's, 
because after Greg and Wirt ran away from Adelaide's, they had the sunrise coming up behind them, which the sun rises in the east, so they were moving west. Then in the beginning of episode 8, we see the boys in an outhouse rowing across a large body of water. And that would be right in this area right here. This is where the giant fish guy was in his boat. And right here would be where work collapsed in front of the tree and it starts snowing and Greg goes up to the queen of the clouds and makes his wish. And at the end of that episode, if you notice, the beast and Greg appear to be headed north. And then after that, Wirt is rescued from the water and Beatrice puts him in the tree with her family. So I think that somewhere around here, the Beast and Greg were doing their riddles, which proves my theory that they went in a circle. Because as the Beast sings, the woodsman hears him and comes running over to see that Greg is turning into a tree. Wirt started walking westward and they all sort of met up right around here. And the boys ending their time in the unknown here makes a lot of sense because after the boys give Beatrice the scissors and they say goodbye, Greg and Wirt wake up back in the lake, but they had been standing approximately where they were when they had first entered the unknown. So it's likely they found that rift in time and space again and that sent them right back to where they were before. And maybe just the overwhelming nature of dimensional travel is what made them be knocked out when they re-entered the water at that point. And when the boundaries between the worlds would be returning to normal in the real world because it's getting towards the end of Halloween time, Greg and Wirt are placed right back where they were found. It would also take at least a few minutes for all the kids in the real world to get flashlights and form a search party. Yet, Wirt sees them as soon as he leaves the lake. That's just not possible. There is a gap of a few minutes in between Greg and Wirt leaving and returning to the real world, and that's where a rift across space and time comes in handy for explaining that. I actually do have quite a bit more on Over the Garden Wall to talk about, including the Beast and uh, a lot more to do with Greg, but I know these videos run long and people don't watch them till the end, so I'm not going to bother putting it all in one video at this time. So thank you for watching today and I will have additional parts for over the garden wall theory coming before too long. If you made it this far, I really hope that this video worked and made sense in this format as a podcast. Again, if you're totally lost, please go to youtube.com slash the fangirl watches to see the actual video with the full map and visual aids. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at say halo goodbye S-A-Y-H-A-L-O-G-O-O-D-B-Y-E. I know what a mouthful, right? Anyways, Thank you everybody for watching and we'll see you next time, family members.